What up, y'all? Okay, so this is the third installment to the Pride, Pulse, and Pousse series, but we're going to call this one Pride, Pulse, and P. Nenny. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, do you want to just like... Oops. No, come on. Who are you? Oh, well, I'm... Mon oh, this is the first one I'm not doing by myself. That feels really special. Oh, right, right, because the last yeah. two you did by yourself. Mm -hmm. That's correct. But I'm money. The I'm still going to be the bralette baddie this week. Okay. Because, I mean, I, I, have a, I have a bralette collection going now. Not a collection, yes. bitch. And I just don't get a, enough chances to, like, yeah. show them off, so. Okay. If you want to see other colors. Whoa, what are you turning <laughs> this into? <laughs> If they would, they want to do what? Or if some bralette company wants to sponsor us. Okay, okay, I support that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, bralettes are us. If you're out there, <laughs> sponsor us. <laughs> and who are you, friend? I am Nikita, and I'm not necessarily a person this week. Although I am a person, but I am serving masculine mystique. Okay. This is so funny because when we were getting dressed for Pride, we had the Black Queer Caucus over at my house. Right. That's this is true. <laughs> and um, I was like, you don't. I was telling one of our friends, you don't want to cosplay. You just want to tease it. There we go. You know. There so we you, go. You like yeah. teasing. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. That's right. Um. Yeah. Oh wow. Like so, we just jump into this really quickly. But uh, so the reason why. So, you want to start with that? Like, um, our experiences of Pride this year? Yes, I absolutely would love to. Okay. <laughs> so, talk, bitch. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't perform on command. How many times do I have to tell you that? Like and cat. I am only speaking right now off of my own personal volition. Okay. So... So I guess I'll give like a background of, <laughs> sorry, I just wanted to give like a, so for those of you who are new to the podcast, maybe this is your first episode, um, you can follow us at QueerWalkPod at Gmail, uh, I'm sorry, QueerWalkPod on Instagram and Twitter, and you can submit questions, Curved Chronicles, and other things to QueerWalkPod at gmail.com. But you see what happens when I let her do where you can find us. I'm just saying, all right, keep going. Because this isn't a typical episode. Keep, keep on stumbling through, girl. <laughs> I can't stand you. I really can't. I'm really mad at you right now. Um, and I should also say, I've been drinking. I've okay. Been drinking. Um, yes. And so, so I started the Pride Post and Pousse episodes um, uh, two years ago in 2016. When um, the Pulse Orlando shooting happened. Um, so, um, I think everybody should be familiar with that. Um, but the Pulse nightclub shooting happened. And, um, like, 49 folks in our community lost their um, lives on that day. And uh, and so, that also happened the same season that uh, um, Orange is the New Black decided to kill Pousse. Spoiler alert. It was... Literally two and a half, not even three years. Maybe Some almost of three us years ago. are late. Anyway, um, and then Pride was happening the same day, and so I just turned on the mic, kind of, and just recorded my feelings of that day. And it was—it's actually like one of our most listened to episodes. And then last year, I wouldn't say it's a, a anniversary. It was just like to the date I yeah, recorded. Yeah. I recorded another episode. And so this is the first time that I'm doing it with somebody, and it's you know 
my new co-host. Well, I'm new since that episode. Yeah. Since last year, but... And also my biffle. I'm about to say new co-host, but same bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, And so first, you know, it's kind of like our thoughts about Pride. So what do we do this year for Pride, Nikita? Okay, so first I want to say, you know, my tired old ass, I had just come from... um. Another city doing a training. It's like an hour and a half away. And a bitch was tired. And there's just so much stuff um, going on in our organizing communities. That I was just like, only thing I want to do on Saturday is just be in my house naked on my couch watching Anthony Bourdain. But I was like, bitch, you need to start. <laughs> you need, you to, need start. to be out. And you need to be um you need and you want to be in community, right? Mm-hmm. So you want to be around people like who love you and who you love. And it's like it's not you're not gonna feel bad, right? Going yes. to pride, yeah. Because y'all had texted me that night, the Friday night when y'all were getting together, and I was like, nope, I'm 75. <laughs> I, went, I went to bed at like 10:30 that night too. And we were just getting started putting our outfits together at 10:30. No, no ma'am, no ma'am. <laughs> so just to give a little bit of background in Syracuse. One of the contentious things that um, ends up happening around Pride is, so there's a big Pride celebration mm-hmm. um, that is, um, in my not-so-humble opinion, it's just kind of, it's just so bland. It's just it's so sad. Drab. It's, it's just drab. It's dry. It's white. It's just, yeah. it's just not. Syracuse, I don't know, for some reason, it's just, like, stuck. It just never it's got stuck. out of, like, 2006. Yeah. yeah. So it just it always feels, like, really dated. Mm-hmm. So that so that's happening, uh, and simultaneously, there's also the Juneteenth yeah. um, celebration. And just uh, really quickly, Juneteenth um, is the, the holiday was especially celebrated, um, and it started in Texas. And so, basically, enslaved Black folks didn't even know. Um, so it's when enslaved free. Black folks finally found out that they had actually received um, freedom their from freedom, bondage. Right, yeah. freedom from slavery, freedom from bondage. Mm-hmm. So. Obviously, being two um, black queer people, uh, black lesbians, like normally what I've done in the past is you go to, I normally go to Pride first, mm-hmm. go ahead and knock that out, just right. say I, you know, just go because I should go. Mm-hmm. And then, um, to be quite honest, I normally just look forward to um, Juneteenth more, just because, yeah. I mean, first and foremost, I'm not, I, they've, I've never, I've never seen them sell fried fish at Pride, <laughs> but even if they did, I would not trust it. Okay, yeah. mm-hmm. and also it's like for me, like something that was even a conversation in the room when we were getting ready to go to Pride. It's like the reality for me is, um, I would just I feel more compelled to be struggling with people, like struggling with Black people around homophobia, in terms of where I want to be, rather than necessarily trying to push white people. To make racism. Pride more inclusive. Yeah. And, like, we have friends, shout out to Kim Arazi with Black Youth Pride, who are definitely doing that work, and it's mm-hmm. important um, work. But I just think, like, socially and culturally, I just enjoy uh, Pride. Uh, not, excuse me. No, not Pride. I enjoy Juneteenth more. And y'all know I'm, like, 65, and y'all know I love old school R&B. So there's always, like, an old school yeah. R&B band. Somebody's doing, you know, some last cover year, band. Last year, they had Shantae Moore. As the headline, they had, yeah, they, and they, yeah. I can't remember who else they had, but it was just like another old school, yeah, um, band. like R and B band. Yeah. So like that's just the shit, mm-hmm. you know. It's it's warm out, it's sun, you know. Black folks yeah. just glistening, just looking up, like amazing, amazing. 
And in reality, I look forward to um, Juneteenth more too. And I was thinking about it, and it's because the uh, I want to be around Black queer folks, and the Black queer folks are going to be where the Black folks are. Right. Like they're not at Pride. And we've said that. And there's yeah. like a little bit, like a, and when I say a little bit, like I think I might have seen like three or four people. Mm-hmm. And granted, we were I mean we were at Pride for like a significant amount of time. Um, That's but, a long. This is the longest I ever stayed at Pride. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm normally there for like 30, 45 minutes, and then I'm mm-hmm. out. But there are just some people. There's like we just saw. I feel like we saw Juneteenth was teeming with black lesbians. So many black lesbians. It was just like I mean, it was just like overflowing. Yeah. yeah. And it's like I just think that that's just kind of like you said. I think that's just that's how we personally operate. But mm-hmm. also, I don't think that's also a coincidence because Syracuse is. We've said this before, but it's easily one of the most segregated cities mm-hmm. in the country. And so yeah. I think that also plays like yeah. that that segregation feels so like there could be no clearer example of that than like these Pride two huge right. events being held on the same day with seemingly very little overlap. Right. And who's going to what? You know, so I was just about to say that. Like, um like the struggle as to like whether you're gonna go to Pride or Juneteenth trying to get Pride to move, trying to get Juneteenth to be more queer inclusive. There's not actually a lot of overlap between the people who like, yeah, bounce yeah, between yeah. the two. Right. Like, um, I don't remember. I can't remember how we were talking about it the other day, but it feels like the the black people who go to Pride and stay at Pride are ones who don't feel... Um, they, they feel like their queerness is their, like, animating identity. So like it's kind of like, yeah right, right. right it's right. like that that ex first identity instead of thinking intersectionally sure so it's like actually my queerness is what makes me feel like marginalized and so I'm gonna like be out here at Pride all day and they think politically about that identity but not necessarily their racial identity right. and also the way race plays into right. their queerness and and the the folks who go to Juneteenth, like, don't necessarily, like, think about sexuality. And I think a lot, for a lot of different reasons, because of, like, um, like, patriarchy and, like, <laughs> like heteronormativity and stuff. Um, and so they take this black first approach to everything. Right. And, like, the blackness becomes the animated identity. And it's like, I'm black when I walk into a space. And that's right. what people know. And I'm like, hmm. But I also think it's, like, I think going back to the issue of, like, be, living in, like, a really segregated city, I think it's, like... It feels like you are more likely in in this particular like in this particularly segregated city, you are more likely through the grapevine and through other means, like able to find the queer people within the black community. And so I think that that's where because you're not socializing with white queers because the the city is so segregated. Right. So right. you're like so like I know I met somebody who um who's black and they had just they had moved from one city to like Syracuse, moved from one upstate city to another one. You know, black, queer, and they were like, I specifically want to find other queer people. And then the only institutional, like, establishment mm-hmm. ways to do that mm-hmm. are the ways that are white. Yeah. So for them, I don't even necessarily, I mean, I think, I don't even necessarily for them think it was like, okay, I'm, this is my primary, like, thing that's animating me to find community. But it is, like, an important thing. And it's like, because the community is so segregated... Of course, you're going to end up being around only white queers. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think a lot of like the, um, like, I'm mean, even just thinking about folks, you know, born and raised in Syracuse, and it's like, you through the grapevine, and you know, so and so's cousin and that cousin, right, so and so. Right, right. Okay, I know where the mm-hmm. queers are within mm-hmm. the black community, and those are, that's who and exactly. where I'm going to gravitate exactly. towards. Exactly. Yeah. 
Um, I was thinking about like why there were so many, uh, cause cause Juneteenth was not not attended well, and that's another thing about Syracuse is like there's not a lot to do here, right? And so when there's a celebration as big as Juneteenth, why the fuck is it empty? Like right. that's just. I don't know. Well, I think a lot of reasons, right? Like, the board needs to be open to, first of all, like, queer inclusion. Right. Because in real life, we are the ones who give you life. Mm -hmm. We give you life. (laughs) Like, Like, queer folks have always been the ones who, like, actually sustain these spaces. Because, literally, because, like, our identities are across, like, all these spaces. Right. Think about all the communities that we're attached to. Right. And who we could get to show up and come out. Um, so I think that I think they need to be like open. I think the board is kind of old. I was about to say the age it's, thing yeah. feels really cute, yeah. uh, huge. So it's like getting getting people out um, to an event. But then I was also thinking, okay, it's not well attended yet, and still it's teeming with black lesbians. Like, why is that the case? Um, and something one of y'all said yesterday was about like black women are in relation. I mean, I like we noticed. I talked about it on one of the, our other episodes, but like. Black lesbians are uh, the most likely queer configuration to be raising children. Um, women do the caretaking work right. within communities. Right. And like and black women specifically like have these roles where they're connected to right, right, right. black men because of race, sure. <laughs> women because of gender, sure. children because you know, so like we're just in those spaces and like, yeah, I felt like it was a am- <laughs> my favorite person all day was that the black, <laughs> that old dyke, yeah, that was my favorite. She, she was like, yeah, she had on like long shorts, yeah, yeah. and like this like pink tie dye shirt, yeah, and of like a backwards pink tie dye baseball cap. Yes, With shout the- out to her. She was my favorite. Yeah, she was the pink elder. Yeah, her whole outfit was pink, right? And it was like very, very studly. It was, it was. Yeah. I really appreciated. That. I appreciate it. And. <laughs> Shout out to I don't know if both of them were queer, but one the the we got those fly ass sunglasses. Oh yeah. So was if y'all company? check the Instagram. Oh it was brand new. It. Brand N E U. Hold on. I brand new like, visions. Brand new visions. That's yes. what it was. Yeah. Yes. I said we was gonna shout them out too. Yeah, so I, I'll put their info in the description box. Yeah, we got yeah. these nice fly ass uh yeah, like I said, sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. Really completed our looks. It really did. It was like we have been waiting for those sunglasses yeah. the whole day. Yeah. I even, y'all know I normally wear glasses, but yesterday I was like, I'm going to put some contacts in because mm-hmm. I was like, the spirit wants me to find some good ass sunglasses today. And you did. And they I look did. really good on yeah. you too. And I mean, just... and I can't, I can't even try to pretend to be humble or modest. I look, I look so good in them. Uh, yeah, I think we look like snacks and entrees. I yeah. even, I even hit a wardrobe change. You did. You did. You did. <laughs> I felt like that was just a pride accomplishment. Like I unlocked some other level. Truly. Because yes. I, so we, so we, so we marched in the pride parade uh-huh. with Black Q's pride. Right. Um, and the theme of Black Q's pride was Wakanda's right. neighborhood. Right. Mm, 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 mm. Um, and so we came through with, you know, the prince right. and uh, Kim was dressed like a Dora Milaje, which yeah. I still That was love. amazing. That look was very good. Um, yeah. And so I had on like a Kente romper that I made. Yeah. It's, it's really a top notch piece. <laughs> you know, it's cute. 
Um, I want to learn more about how to make um, like pants parts because I just can't get the crotch right. Uh huh. And so, or maybe it's I don't know. Maybe it's because of this fatty. I think you just have to learn how to make it. Yeah, yeah so to I have suit to keep your doing, body. Yeah, I have to keep doing it. But um, yeah, so I was proud of my romper that I made. Right. And, you know, and then I had the peekaboo bralette. The bralette, yeah. Yes. Come through. Yeah. And then later in the day, I switched it up. Costume change, bitch. Costume change. And I get so my goal the whole day was to look golden. Like you I was, <laughs> I was like, I'm not gold enough. Um. And so then I switched to the gold sweatpants. They're what? They're like gold. What? What material is that? I don't know. It looks like satin. Are they satin? I I doubt they're satin because they came from rainbow. But, but the, <laughs> that was that was like the material. I'm just trying to get. I'm just trying yeah, to give yeah. the listeners a sense of give a look. how soft and shimmery the it material was. was. It was. It was oh. Y'all should go to the Instagram and really like. It was great. Check and it out. It was a look. As we were leaving Juneteenth, or we were walking around, like there was this like middle aged black woman that's like, "Oh, look, look, her pants are just so pretty. Look, 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 look." She was like nudging her friend. She's nudging like, "Look, look." Friend, she was yeah. like, "Oh, she just look at them. She's just so pretty." Those are the affirmations that yeah. that really, you know, it's like, yeah. "Ah, this was a look." Yeah, it was. It was really a look, truly. Yeah, and you know, for those of you who miss Nikita's look, so let me just tell y'all: ever since Nikita cut this high top fade. She's just been out here giving zaddy looks. This okay? is true. <laughs> like, so she had on a zip up. Zip a up. Zip up. Kente, uh, like a dashiki print. Yeah. And when you unzipped it, she had the uh, socialist. So yeah, what is it? The, the, the communist, the hammer and sickle. Hammer. Queer. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and it was a pop of color. I was so proud of you. I, yeah, I think I did you proud. <laughs> yes, because that shirt was yellow. Yeah. And it was under like the burgundy dashiki. Yep. That zipped, zipped, y'all. Zipped. I've, I've never seen that. One of our friends gave it to us. Hmm. Gave it to me. That was, it was good. It was a good was piece. Good. Yes, yeah. very good piece. Yes. With the coordinating pants. Yeah, it had a nice burgundy pant. Mm-hmm, wasn't mm-hmm. a jean, but it was more like a slack, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we served looks. Yeah, we served some fucking looks. Mm-hmm. We came to slay. Yeah. And, oh, how could we forget this? Pride had the nerve to tr- to charge yeah. to get in. It was $5, and that was really four fifty too much. <laughs> Truly. I think it was four ninety nine too much. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It would have been different if they would have been like donations at the at the door, but to charge people to get into Pride, yeah. Like I told you, yeah, it's just white. Like yeah. that's a real white concept. So yeah, yeah. Or like it's, it's not a party. I was about to the, say, it's like yeah. I don't even know what those funds are like going, going to. to. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it was awful. So we yeah. So we left there and went to Juneteenth. And got a fish plate. A fish plate, yeah. That was so good. And at the fish plate stand. Oh, shit. Yeah. Was a baddie. Yeah. And so, she was but, fine. So here's the thing, though. Like, I think she's my type. Are you going to tell them about the tattoo? Oh, yeah. So she had a tattoo. Um, And what was it? It was like the, the feminist that- symbol. Uh-huh. The, like. But it was like feminist, like, um, but it was rainbow and rainbow. 
What yeah. do you mean, Ankh? It wasn't like an Ankh. I thought I saw like little... No, it was two women sitting uh-huh. on top of the feminist symbol. Uh-huh. You, and by the feminist symbol, I mean the like... Um, the circle the, the with circle like the with cross the at the bottom. Yeah. yeah. With, was it the fist in the middle? Yeah. That's, yeah. Okay, that's where I got that. Okay. Yeah. And it was like rainbow color. Yeah. And that so, color was popping. The color was popping. And this was a black woman, y'all. So I'm like, where did she get... This like color to pop. Who? What artist did this? Yeah. I need to know. And I thought it would be a good way right. to to be like, Hey, look, I like that. I'm gay. <laughs> I noticed you're queer. Right. I'm also queer because my this is at Juneteenth. I see your homosexual inspired <laughs> body art. And I even said, I was like, I need to get some pride body yeah, art. Yeah. So so she could know. Yeah. But she didn't. She didn't she, take the bait. No. She was working hard though. There's a, there's a lot of people in that line. She couldn't be up here flirt, but you're trying to get them fish plates out. It it, it didn't have to be an extended flirt. It could have just been like, oh, well, just take my number down, and uh, I'll hook you up with my see, artist. Okay, okay. Um, from the last episode, Virginia, please take notes. <laughs> That's how it's done. But instead, she was like, oh, you can just Google. And when and I found that when people tell you when people um, uh, what is it called? Uh, like externalize the the like information gathering it's because they don't want to have that connection with you okay so like if so if you're like oh i like that shirt there's a pulling in that people yeah. do I'm like thanks girl i got it from ross you sure, good sure, sure. the one oh you know the one on Dagger boulevard but then there are the people who are like thanks yeah you think, i'm sure you can look it up or find yeah. you know it's like it's All it's right. a it's a distancing thing and so you know i wasn't her juge and that's fine whatever Plenty more lesbians with locks in the sea. There really are. That's that's actually ninety eight percent of the catch in the lesbian sea. If you wanted to put a number on it, a percentage. Locks. Yeah. I'm gonna shave my head. I don't want to be a part of that number. All right. Well, go ahead, little little pond, or what you say, little bottle cap. The dating, water. the dating pool literally is a body bottle cap. Yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah, I think this year. Thinking about Pride, I was more excited about it. Okay. Um, I just felt the need to just be out and celebrating. Uh-huh. Like, to be seen. I think Sylvia Rivera, I think it's Sylvia Rivera who has this quote about, like, like we are numerous. Yeah. And so, like, that felt so important to me this year. And so, yeah, I, Pride 10th was a good day. Pride 10th. 315. Yes. It was solid. <laughs> it was solid. I had a lot of fucking fun. I I didn't even I didn't anticipate having as much fun as I did. Yeah. Nikita went to two uh, events in one day. I think yeah. that's Yeah. So I'm done for like 2018. <laughs> I I'm not doing any more social <laughs> gatherings. Catch me again 2019. I'm there, but 2018 is a wrap. You socialized out. It's so right. Meanwhile, after we got home from Juneteenth, I was like throwing a tantrum on my couch. Like, I want to have more fun. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went out and it was tragedy. So yeah. I just came back home. Sounds about right. I wanted to cry. No. I was like, I had such a great day and now I'm going to end it in this tea lounge. And the last time we went out, because I was like, I was so tired, though. Like, I, like it really took it out of me. But I was thinking, oh, should we go out, like, in, <laughs> at, at night? But the last time we went out to, like, because there's two gay clubs in Syracuse. Mm-hmm. One, it feels it feels like a, um, just feels like an asshole. It's just <laughs> disgusting. I hate being in it. And they, and you talk about charging admissions. They have they they have the they audacity, have the nerve to charge people to two dollars to get it. That's what shows you that I just hate that place. 
if your cover is two dollars, it tells you you don't need to have a yeah, cover. Yeah, it's just like, it's a gross place and um, it's filthy. It it's used to filthy. be queer, and like yeah. now I don't even know if it's queer anymore because it used to be one of the places that stayed open the longest. Mm-hmm. And because and so because it stayed open until like four. Yeah. All manner of straight riffraff is in there, yeah. and like it's just I don't like being. And in even a fraternity had their party there last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. So I don't even know if it's a gay club. I don't anymore. even know. But the second gay club that we, the last time we went to that was for New Year's, mm-hmm. and they were playing all these early two thousand hits, like R and B and rap hits, and I just didn't understand why. Like I still feel I still feel deeply offended by that. They so I was like, I can't do. even go yeah. back there. They still do like. And that's the thing about, like, cultural appropriation. It's like you really don't give a shit about our culture because you don't even keep current with it. Right. Like, you playing Nelly and, yeah, in they 2018? Just, I just didn't understand why that playlist was what it was when I don't, we went it's in a, January. It's a gay club that a drag queen performance is about yeah. to happen. At, and you're playing 2000s hip-hop hits. Yeah, I just don't understand why a club is playing Ashanti's Happy. <laughs> It's just not, it just doesn't feel appropriate to me. Yeah, but I, I think they also played Lil Wayne's Lollipop that day. They played Lollipop. I was, I was like, what? What do they happening? say if the niggas don't dance and they just pull up their pants? Oh, lean back. Yeah, I was like, this is not right. I don't want any I feel part like, of this. I feel like when I finish my PhD, I am going to start DJing because <laughs> like. Right. Or maybe not DJing, but just like... Uh, Sticking curating. an aux cord in your phone yeah, and playing yeah. it over speakers. I mean, if you chose to play this, <laughs> it would dramatically yeah. improve. Yeah. 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 I want to have like... I used to have listening parties. I want to have a listening party. Like, that would be curate solid. a playlist. That would be solid. And be like, what the fuck? Let me put y'all on. Because there are so many like queer artists that you could be yeah. like playing during Pride. Yeah. Like, why are you playing this trash? Yeah. Um, yeah. What were they playing? Uh, there was like some live mediocre band. They were turned down, down for, for what? what? In 2018. In 2018. And a mediocre of our band. Lord. I just, I didn't, I don't know what I've done to anybody to deserve that. <laughs> I don't know what ancestor has just had it with me. <laughs> yeah, so speaking of, you know, I can I think I was excited about Pride this year too because, um, my circles are just so queer now that I yeah. love it. Like, yeah. that I can listen to music and only listen to, like, queer artists of color Yeah, for the day. Like, I love that. So, while we were all getting dressed for Pride, I was playing Baby Mother. Because if you know me, then you're going to know about Baby Mother. <laughs> yes. I don't know why Baby did you was queer. Why did you whisper that? Because I didn't know that. Yes. How did I miss that? I don't know. Mm. She's like it's like very flat and plain and oh, obvious. Oh shit! Yes, she has songs about like women, and she. I mean, she's always on Twitter. I mean, I'm a stan, so I understand if you're sure, not sure, as sure. connected. But somebody was like, "Oh, can I?" She has this song called "Rules," and somebody was like, "Oh, can I do a Dyke remix to it?" And she was like, "Bitch, my version is the Dyke version." Oh, so shut it down. <laughs> Love it. Uh, she was tweeting about gen- uh, nigga being a gender neutral term. <laughs> she was like, look. That's real, When I bitch. say don't get your pussy to a nigga, that's a gender neutral term. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Damn, baby mother. Yeah. So, love baby mother. Mm-hmm. We listening to Free Britney. That was the... What mix- is Free Britney? Free Britney is the mixtape. EP, I don't know what 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 people call it. I don't not that that part of music. I don't understand. But it's I think it's seven tracks. It's on it's wherever you listen to music. Okay. okay. Free Britney. 
baby mother. I'm going to check that out. Yes. Every busted bitch in Chattanooga hate on Britney. Who's Britney? Her? Baby mother. What is okay. <laughs> How can you not? I mean, I used my context clues. I was clued in. Okay. Right. I mean, that could have been her homegirl who needs to be free. I don't know. Maybe it's an organizing campaign. Who am I to know? <laughs> no, it's not. One, two, three, free Britney. Like, I don't know. I was ready. <laughs> you was ready. I was ready. It's not It's not a prison abolition campaign. No. Uh, it could. A- <laughs> yes. So, that could, like, move us on along into this, uh, this conversation about, like, media representation. And I think that things are... Well, the landscape, I feel like, has changed since the last PPP episode. Uh-huh. P-cubed. P-cubed. Um, so, I was thinking about, oh, we should switch it to P-ninny. Oh, my from, God. Yeah. Because I didn't watch... I haven't watched Orange since um, Pusey, Pusey's demise. Spoiler alert. <laughs> anyway. I, yeah, I stopped watching... I don't remember if I even got up to there. It just got, yeah. like, so... I was literally fast forwarding it, fast forwarding through like the white yeah, women's parts yeah, to get yeah. to the women of color, and I was like, "Hmm, maybe I don't like the show as much as I think I do." Yeah, maybe I just really oh sorry, maybe I just really like the the storylines of the Latinas and yeah, I, like, <laughs> from like the first, I think I st- I thought that they were just gonna use Piper as an entry point, yeah, and then like tr- try to like bring in like the other stories more like front and center, but I just got. So annoyed and uninterested with like her and just kind of like, the, for lack of a better word, like just like the sidelining yeah. of like the women of color characters. And I was like, okay, I'm not. I can't suffer through enough of this to exactly like, to enjoy that and to enjoy the um, other characters that I yeah. actually appreciate. So I stopped watching it. Same. Um. Yeah. And but so P Ninny for those who don't get the reference is. Uh, on Dear White People this season, this uh, second season, yeah, uh, Lena Waithe had like a cameo. Is yeah. that what you call it? Um, on the show within the show, because you know they always do these really hyperbolic, ridiculous yeah. versions. <laughs> yeah. of shows, and so it was like they're loving hip hop. Yeah, hyper hyperbolic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, show within the show. And she's an obvious lesbian, right? right? Who's pretending to be straight, straight on Love and Hip Hop. Sure. And her name was P. Ninny on the show. And so me and Nikita have been laughing about this because we think it's actually like, it's what is it called? Like when you're making fun of something that's happening in real life, like satire? Satire, parody. Yeah. It's like really, it really is like uh, par- parodying what I see anyway. It's like these obviously visibly queer women of color who are either like shirking the response when people ask them about their sexuality um or just not out right uh but we all looking at them like girl hey girl yeah (laughs) um and so that's that's kind of what the representation of queer women of color is it's like uh the these people in these glass closets glass closets Mm -hmm. touche and I was thinking about like how it had to be Lena Waithe to do that. Right? Of course, because of course. She said this in different ways, but like if not her, who? Because right. like everybody's going to continue to be like out, but in. Right, right. You right. know, and do this like ah, ah, right. thing. No, she's not going to do that, and that's sure. why I love her so much. 
I mean, I've... The thing I think about, because, I mean, kind of an example of that prior to, you know, them sharing... It's like a Janelle Monet because I was like, mm-hmm. okay, we get the Android, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. whatever. All right, girl, okay. But um, I remember I skimmed a little bit of that. What is it? What's that magazine? That music magazine, Rolling Stone, where she was talking about how there she wasn't. She hadn't uh, for you know, quote unquote, come out publicly because there are still people in her personal life and her family that she had not done that like work with. And so it was like once she like finally got into a place where she had done that, then she felt like that allowed her. I don't know. I guess it's like do celebrities owe us. Like I think it was great, you know, that she's like, okay, I'm pan. But do, do, do they owe us, you know, the, the quote unquote coming out? Not even quote unquote, but do they owe us the coming out? For the listeners, money has purse <laughs> giving me the classic purse lips. I just feel like if black my, woman got her face turned up. Look, if my mama know, I'm out. That's how I feel. <laughs> um, uh, and I think that uh, I, like being and coming and staying out is like a process. It's it's not just this one time event. Sure. And so I. I think it's sort of like sales coming out short when you say like, oh, these people didn't know, therefore I'm not out. Because you actually are. Like, that's why you're saying that. Because at least in some spaces, people know you're queer. Sure. And so, um, yeah, I just think that, like, coming out is a process. It's a process. And so, like, some people are going to know why some people don't know. And if these people who are in your intimate life, like, don't know yet. Yeah. But don't you (laughs) see how people in your intimate life... Not yet. No one would preclude you coming out? No. Publicly? No. Because like I said, once my mama knew, from there, it's just like you hear it when you hear it. Uh-huh. It's, and and I, um, I mean, I guess there is no other process for, like, people who don't identify as queer because that's how, like, heteronormativity works. Sure. But, like, imagine, like, getting a new partner. Yeah. And just, like, telling your parents. Or, like, taking them home to meet the parents. Uh-huh. Whenever the rest of the family finds out, they just find out. But sure. I feel like when my mama know, I'm, right. I'm out. But I think it depends on the, re- the specific kinds of relationships that you have with people. Because it's, like, cause it's interesting. Because, like, for you, you're, you're prioritizing your mother. And it's, like, you have a particular kind of relationship with Sharon. Shout out to Sharon, friend <laughs> of the show. Um, so you have a particular kind of relationship with her where you're, like, she is somebody who I really need, like who really to needs to know. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I like I can't remember. I, again, I just skimmed that article, but I remember she mentioned like her grandparents, her grandmother. So there's, yeah. like, there's other people where it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. So my grandma had passed by the time I told okay. my mom. Okay. Um, she would have definitely been someone that needed to know, but I think that she knew because she would she would be like, "How your little friend doing?" Sure. Sure. And so we were, and I and I remember having this conversation with my grandmother. It was like real. It was actually like really close to like right before she passed. Um, I was sitting on her couch and I was like, Grandma. So I have this friend who likes women, and she just like didn't, you know, she didn't back away from the conversation. She was like, Oh, well, what's her name? And, oh know, wow, okay. You know, and she was like, Oh okay. 
Well, you know, if people don't like love and accept you, then you don't need yeah. those people in your life. And so I feel like that was a conversation of me talking to my grandmother about being gay, but not talking to her. And how old was your grandma at that point? She wasn't no fool. No, my grandma right. was like, you know, 60 something. Um, and then I even think about like, <laughs> um, when the last time I talked to her on the phone, I was actually like cuddling with my girlfriend at the time. And she was like, yeah. You can bring her. You can bring, you know, and like had never. I had never told her that that was my girlfriend. But, but she, she, she knew. yeah, yeah. And so I think that, um, yeah. There's, I guess it's it's really interesting. We're talking about this, and especially related to like pride teeth. But like, like we we don't value enough how like people of color do coming out. Cause it's not it's not this. I think there's a a specific mainstream. Um, picture of what coming out means and it's real white. How, what do you mean by that? That like I'm going to set this camera up and oh, I'm going to yeah, record yeah. my parents' yeah. reactions Yeah, and I'm going to post it on my YouTube channel and get yeah. millions of likes Yeah, and my parent is going to be like, oh, you're my child or they're going to be completely rejecting of me and now I just live totally separate of my family. And uh-huh. you know, and like that's, and, I, and I'm not, I don't mean to say that in a mocking way because I know that people of color also sure. have that experience but, like, from my lived experience of this and also from, like, reading and studying about it and being in community with folks, like, our coming out is a lot more, like, uh, nuanced than that. Like, like whether... I mean, okay, let's just talk about it. So, there's this show called My House. For those of you who haven't heard of it, it's on Viceland. Um, and it's a show about, like, the ballroom and the kiki scene now, like, current day. So, okay. Paris is Burning was sort of, like, the origins, the, you know, OGs of it. And this show, My House, is about, like, the current right. scene, right? And so, there's a guy that... And it's a real reality show. It follows their lives. Sure. It don't, like, you know, extra right. dramatize it. But there's this guy on there, Jelani, who he he's talking... So, he's talking... He's having this conversation with his dad. And his dad is like, you know, I'm real proud of him. You know, like, he stay out of trouble. He's smart. You know, good looking. Like, you know, this is my son. Like, right. he, he made something of himself. Um, but, you know, I'm not going to force his sexuality on my new family. So, if he with somebody, you know, and for Thanksgiving, I expect him to just come by himself. And Jaylani was, like, taken back by that. He was like, yeah, but I, I blend so well. Meaning, like, realness, right? Right, like, right, right. In, in, like, this heteronormative society, he's read as a straight man uh-huh. most of the time. And so he's like, because I perform realness so well, I didn't know you felt like that about me. Uh-huh. Um, and that conversation, like, while, you know, while wrapped in, like, a lot of, like, gender performance stuff, I think it is also about, like, what coming and being out is like. For black and brown folks. Uh-huh. Like, say more. My mom, so for example, my mom just very recently has started calling my partners like my girlfriends. Uh huh. But she she would be like, your friend could come. Right, your, right. Your right. friend could come. Right. Um, so for a person outside of the community, that might read as rejection. Like, sure. my mom is not accepting sure. of my partner because she doesn't refer to them as. My your partner, my partner, girlfriend. my girlfriend, sure, sure, your sure. significant other. Sure. You know, she said your little friend, your friend could come. Okay, but she's still welcome to the to the yeah, dinner. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and so that's acceptance. Like, um, 
that's how I that's how I read acceptance. Right. And that's how I read being out in my family. Sure. It's like so maybe nobody's ever gonna call her my girlfriend or sure. if I was to get married, my wife or whatever. Right. They might call her her name, like sure. Monica. When Monica's coming. Right. Monica, but they're gonna ask me about her. Uh-huh. They're going to ask how we doing. And they genuinely want Monica to come to whatever function Exactly. Is, sure. Exactly. My, and, you know, I was dating someone who's non-binary. And my mama was like, you just got to remind me how many people coming. Because when, when you be like, they coming. <laughs> right. You know? So that's that's acceptance to me. Right, right, right. And, and it's like what being out in my family looks like. Sure. And, yeah. yeah that's what I mean. I don't know. You, you asking me these questions. Answer. Like... I, it is different, like the way that we do outness, than sure. the way like some white folks do outness. Yeah, I think that there's two threads of this conversation, though. I think that there's how we do outness, and then we're also talking about celebrities being out. So, so it's like how, like I feel like that adds a different layer. How to it? I don't know. I think that everything that you said um, makes sense, but I'm also like I was just pulled up this thing about um, Netta. Yeah, J- Jonetta Elsie, um, one of the activists and organizers um, out of Ferguson, and and I, it's not it, it's not like I guess to your point or to the point that we're both making. Like she starts off this piece that she wrote about how she came out, and she's like, on February twenty sixth, two thousand eighteen, I took one step closer to freedom. I told my grandmother that I am queer. So I feel like to your point. I feel like because we inhabit uh, black people, but but particularly like people of color um, in general, inhabit inhabit their relationships to their families in particular kind of ways. Where I mean, sometimes granted, you know, you know, not to say that people of color don't have you know toxic family members that they're just like fuck it. But I feel like I feel like there's a particular kind of negotiating and care that we take. With family, and so it's not a coincidence to me that, f- from what she said, Janelle, Janelle Monet is like, I want to prioritize these specific relationships with family members, and once they know, then I feel comfortable telling the rest of the world. I okay, I think I missed something. What I was saying about like we, I, well, first of all, I'm thinking about like acceptance in this conversation, um, and how like thinking about you know being. Um, Pulse happened two years ago that family members were also in that club with people. You sure. Know, like, peop- like um, you know, mother-son dyads, like, sure. like, lost their lives that day. And so I was thinking about acceptance. Um, and I was just also thinking, like, gender and sexuality has also, has, like, it just is, it's gray and, like, blurry. And I, I, like, my, ne- I never uttered the words, Grandma, I am gay, to my grandmother. But I knew she knew. Okay. Like, so so it's just like that. I don't, um, I don't know. Maybe I'm being, like, stubborn around this. But I just don't believe that your family doesn't know when, like, I'm looking at you. And I'm like, you're obviously a queer woman. Mm-hmm. Like, but maybe, maybe for her it feels, like, important to be able to explicitly name that. Hmm. And to, like, have a conversation about it. I just feel like in this, like, I don't think that, I don't, I guess, like, to this point, it feels like there's something important for me as I think about how she, Janelle Monet, is like is prioritizing her family like over the public. And so this is why I'm saying, so this is where I, the question comes, do people, and I think it's important, I think it's meaningful, and I think it's really helpful for the culture, but it's like, do people owe us 
the explanation or the outward explicit saying I'm queer. Do you know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying, but I just, uh, I'm trying to figure out like why I, cause that's a yes or no question. And I, I obviously feel like, no, nobody owes you any part of their identity, but sure. then I feel like, fuck yes. Okay. Like, and so more. I was trying to, I'm trying to figure out like that. Um, like why I feel like that. Well, because it's meaningful. One is because, well, obviously I don't think that people need to, need to be out or be outed. Like, I think that's like really like a violent space where you start to be like, you have to, you have to name all of your identities when you walk into a space. Like that doesn't, like, what is that serving? That doesn't feel helpful in that way. Sure. So that's why I answer no. But when I say yes, I'm thinking about like. That moment I had in that session with that teenager who's just like, there's no vision beyond this. It's just me in middle school. I know I'm gay and there's like, I've never seen a gay adult. Sure. So I guess I'm going to just end it now because this is what we do. Right, and, right, right. And I just, I, um, you know, I think I said this, but I really mean it. Like we only get our stories like when we're fabulous or dead. Right. And so like, how do we, how do we start to like really live full lives in the public? Like, like to be all these things like, I agree with that you know and we only do that when people start to like name their identity so not saying that you owe us that I agree with that. that yeah and and um I don't know if this is if this is related or if this is off topic but I'm also thinking about like I don't know just um I guess people who get like red or clocked or something um and who don't who don't have the I don't want to say who don't have the opportunity to to come out, but like, yeah. So like, what what if when you pop off and become quote unquote famous, um, you're you're like married or in a serious long term relationship with somebody, mm-hmm. and so people are reading you as queer, you know, and and like reading the Rolling Stones article with Sid. Um, who she was like, I didn't really have an option of whether I was going to be out or not because like, sure, I was already a lesbian before my like music career took off. Right. I knew people knew I was a lesbian. (laughs) So like, uh, I'm not, it's not, it's not like I'm a role that bad. And so I guess that's um, part of it too. I feel like I'm all over the place. No, you're not. Um, I feel like a lot of people roll it back and that's what bothers me with oh, celebrities. Oh, okay. It's like, that's a helpful distinction. Like, so that's a more meaningful distinction, I and, think. And so, so you're talking about like the intimacy of family and then like the public needing to know. I think there's a space in the middle, which for me is community. And it's like, when you start to skip over community in order to like, d- like roll it back for the public because you don't want them in your private life, like that feels like hurt, almost hurtful to me. Oh, say, say, what do you mean by your private life? What do you, you know what I mean? What no, do you- I don't because this is something that people say all the time. I don't need, I don't want to discuss my private life. I'm thinking about one celebrity in particular, but like, uh, like, knowing that she's queer, but then, like, doing public statements of, like, I'm not here to discuss my private life. And, I, and so so what I take from that is that turning in is, like, like you think that queerness should be, like, tucked away in private. And, like, it's it somehow discredits whatever you're doing right. as a celebrity. But, go ahead. No. I'm, I was going to say, the thing that I've always thought is, like, if you've told somebody that you're queer, you actually haven't. 
that, that actually doesn't say that much about your private life. Yeah. It just, it it just says how you identify. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't, doesn't tell anybody who you have sex with. It doesn't yeah. tell them how you have sex. And it, it doesn't even tell them. I mean, like, if you say, like, I'm, like, a lesbian, then it says, then you say, okay, I'm attracted okay. to women. But yeah. it actually does. You, a lot of your private life is it's actually still, still really very private. much intact. Right. That's I'm thinking about, like, you know, the lesbians that we know, which I'm struggling to, like, name any, but... All we know about them is that they are lesbians. <laughs> like, sure. we don't... It's not like we're having, like, play-by-plays of their love life. Right. So... I guess the... I think the reason why I've always, like, bristled at that is that, like, when people say, um, what two people do behind closed doors is nobody else's yeah. business. And I'm like... But I actually... I have yeah, not actually... Yeah. To, I mean, granted, on the last episode, we did, you know, talk about what we <laughs> prefer behind closed doors, but that is not a requirement. Like, mm-hmm. nobody... Being saying your identity, this is which is again, I feel like we talk about this mm-hmm. if not every episode, every other episode. This is why we make the distinction between identity, behavior, and desire because it's yeah. like I've just told you some, something about how mm-hmm. I identify, I've, I have actually not told you anything about right. how I practice. Right. Any kind of, anything yeah. behind closed doors. I haven't even told you how I sleep or what side of the bed right. I sleep on, which right. is, you know, behind closed doors. Right. It's like, that's not a... Yeah, yeah. It's so funny to me because I was thinking about, like, all these quote-unquote straight women who have, like, tried to get at me in 2018. Uh-huh. And it's like, I don't know, that, that divide between desire and identity and behavior. Uh-huh. It's like, I think there's so many people out here just compulsively performing hetero sexuality sure um and then it's like oh you're so brave for being yeah. out as a queer person sure. i'm like am i brave i'm just trying to exist i'm just trying to be i'm yeah right doing what you're doing i think for some of us i mean i mean i think i don't want to i think it still does take courage to be yourself in this society and to not to be yourself in general but specifically mm-hmm. to be out like at the end of the day yeah. we do still live in a homophobic um society and there's a lot of things especially um in particular kind of uh, places where it actually like you know mm-hmm. like there, there are risks. It's so risk. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to um, diminish that. Um, That's not what I was saying. I know. I I got that. Yeah. But um, it reminds me of that scene in Pose when the like white guy is telling Angel, um, who's a a Latina trans woman, he was like. I, I want to be with you because, like, you're real. He's like, right, what, right, what right. else is realer right. than, like, you living your truth? He's like, you know, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, basically. You know, right. I'm, loose, I'm loosely quoting because I don't want to spoil it for right. Nikita. I about but, say I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, but he's like, I'm doing, I'm performing what I'm supposed to do. I'm a white guy with a job. Right. You know, he's like, but you are truly you. Like, and that's how you're living your life. And so that actually does tell very nicely with what I was going to say is like, I think it does take courage, but also I think that some of us just, that just could not be otherwise. Right. And I think right. that that's why. Yeah. And so on some levels, like, that's why it doesn't feel like courage. Cause you're like, I would have actually suffocated and died had right. I not been. Yeah. And I mean that in all the senses, not mm-hmm. even just queer, but I mean, you know, we always say. Um, you know, one of the things I always like commend and admire about you is that you 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 couldn't be Montanique even if you tried, mm-hmm. right? And so it's like I think it's so it's it's like it's also mm-hmm. from that space which like a number of us yeah. are, also operate. There, uh, there's a baby mother lyric that I'm forgetting right now, but basically she's like, "All these bitches paying to be me, I'm me for free." Right, right. Yeah, there you go. Ooh. 
Do you think, how do you feel about the, like, like the landscape of queer women of color and media visibility now? I mean, what was that? Just like a few episodes ago, we talked about um, that movie from the film, the Cannes Film Festival. Mm-hmm. Rafiki. Rafiki? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like not just like, you know, black and queer, but fucking first it was like the first movie from Kenya yeah. in the Cannes Film Festival, and the shit is gay. Yeah. I mean, that's... Gay. Yeah. I mean, there's that. There mm-hmm. was... Um, um, I really uh, love... I didn't really see a lot of the reactions on Twitter to this, but um, uh, what's her name? She's one of the characters on Dear White People, but she's uh, a black Trini lesbian muffy M- muffy is that i don't think is that her name is the muffy. dog no because the dog no. is sorbet the dog is sorbet but sorbet's owner i can't like, remember her I'm name i'm sure it's muffy i don't think it's muffy but okay she, but you know she's like where do you where do you find um me i mean on some very uh specific kelsey kelsey, that's a, kelsey yeah she's like on very specific porn sites but like where else do you find right. black trendy lesbian right so I really love that. I right. love that moment. Um, yes. <laughs> hmm. I think on the music front, we've been pretty much holding it down. You know, you more in more hip when it comes to music. Well, I mean, we talked about it on a few episodes ago, sure. like Kaylani. Sure. Oh shit, that bitch is just out, 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 yeah. out, 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 out. Haley Kiyoko released a whole album. Didn't they have like some music video where they was just fucking? <laughs> I mean, I didn't want to be the one to say it, but basically. Yeah, like, it's it's really funny. Hey, like, Haley Kiyoko is out here, like, having bras thrown at her, panties thrown. Well, I don't know what pronouns they use, so I'll say they. Like, while they're performing. And the, the um, album art is, like, a woman, a naked woman laying there. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, you know, just very, very yeah. open with the fact that this is specifically for... Yeah. So, be sure yeah. to toss your golden bralette at the next Haley concert. <laughs> um, the last time I saw Sid in concert, there were bras thrown on stage, and I appreciated that. Yeah, that's that's appropriate because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it, like, you know, yeah, it's just another like explicit way that we're gonna acknowledge who she is and like her fan. Exactly, base. you know what exactly. I mean. I appreciate that. Um. I mean everything Lena has done. She's she she's, literally yeah. put the community on her shoulders. Yeah, literally. At, yeah, at, at the Met Gala. The Met Gala. So, yeah, see. love it. Um, I haven't seen what's the show? What show? Um, the show that she has on Showtime, the one that we saw the clips of. Oh at South my Southwest. fuck! What? Okay, we we gotta uh, get it because we gotta the shy. The shy. Yeah. I was thinking my house because I was just you talking be about in my that. House? Um, my house, my house. <laughs> there's something else in TV I wanted to. Ooh, I just had it. Mm, no, you'd be missing stuff. What's that show? Queen Sugar. Oh, Queen Sugar. Ooh, I haven't, I haven't Routina seen Wesley's Sugar. fine ass. Does that wedding already happen? Does she still? Can we still come, girl? Can we still come to the wedding, Routina? I don't think it's happened yet. Um, yeah, but her character 
on, on and Queen Sugar is queer, right? Yeah, I, I haven't. There was like I watched the first season. I haven't kept up with like the further seasons, but mm-hmm. there was like a, a little queer storyline there. Yeah, I'm excited about Pose and My House. I gotta like, catch up on both. Yeah, so I can be. In and by mood. catch up, you mean start because you haven't seen it. At I all. just okay. Did did it make you feel better you to did. explicitly make that clear? Yes, whatever. Did. Um. So yeah, I just like. To have a whole cast where it's like trans trans characters are played by trans, trans characters, yeah, yeah, like this trans is, actors and actresses, yeah, and um, to have you know Latinx like queer yeah. representation, trans trans representation, like it just feels like wow, yeah, um, like why hasn't this happened before sure. now? <laughs> um, and to have like. Also, not just on screen, but also behind the scenes, queer folks of color. Oh shit! On it, like it's just epic, and like I love it. I'm really excited for Pose. I love that show. I cried like five times the first episode, cried four times the second episode. So I'm anticipating three times tonight. Oh shit! So if it's two episodes, I can catch up. The episodes are like eighty minutes each. They're like okay. an hour and a half. Okay, I still can catch it's up. It's like a movie. Yeah, you can catch up. Um, and my house is just. That sh- so I was texting uh, Shania like as I watched this because I- so we was like live tweeting via text together. Oh my god! It's just um, it's incredible. It's like when that's why like Pete Nini is so funny because whenever like queer women have been on these like shows like Love and Hip Hop, they are these over the top caricatures right and my house is like this is how we really live right like this is us struggling like trying to find jobs even though we're these immensely talented people um there there are like black trans women on that show that are not these like i don't know i feel like people make when they are included in spaces like black trans or like gender non-conforming or non-binary folks become like the entertainment yeah like oh look at it yes girl go 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 but like we don't <laughs> never like get into their lives sure. like they have lives also sure um and so yeah that like i just love my house <sighs> tati tati is bae oh my god i gotta catch up but i feel like i trust your judgment mm-hmm. what do you think is what is the slash what are the catalysts for this moment in, um, like, this queer, queer pock, queerty pock, queer walk. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think, I think two things happened at the sort of, like, same time. Ooh, tell me. I think that, like, all of the people who would, like, join the system and, like, change it from the inside out. We they've had a long enough career for people to be like, you didn't actually do that, though. Right. Like, that shit didn't work. So, fuck it. We're just going to do it ourselves. And so, whether it's from, like, even though she, she, well, she hasn't said that she's queer in any way, but, like, people like Issa Rae, who just, like, built the platform herself on mm-hmm. YouTube and yeah. then, like, gets the notoriety to have an HBO deal. Um, It's just, yeah, it's just, like like, that time was up. Like, fuck it. We're just going to do it ourselves. And also the, like, blatant anti-our identities happening. Same way. Like, you keep, you always do that to me. And it's starting to, like, make me really frustrated. Why, Why? do you keep saying say more? Because I just know, want you to explain the point. I think you, but I think everybody listening knows what I mean. Like, the current presidency, the current administration, the the hostility 
within this country around folks who are um, like indigenous, Latinx, black, uh, any kind of person of color, um, folks who may not be citizens Uh um, and who immigrated from other places and like anti-trans bills getting pa- getting attempted to be passed every it feel like every fucking time we vote on something yeah that's the, you know there's just been really blatant really ob- Charlotte's uh Charlottesville happened mm-hmm. like it's just been really obvious um what this country really is sure? and uh, like so i think all of the people who were sort of like mainstreamy Cutie pox were like, like you know, we'll we'll just we're, yeah, we're yeah, just yeah, like yeah, you yeah. have realized like what what they're actually up against and yeah. like there's actually not a lot of ex- acceptance sure. as much as people like yeah. to slap rainbows on stuff, right? Um, yeah. So what I'm getting at is that so uh, like of course my point is not to not frustrate you, but I think that those threads, I think that. I think that you're assuming that those threads are always clear and they're not. So I'm not asking in some kind of like way to be whatever but i like i actually don't think that those things are always clear that um, pe- people ne- make the connection between like these yeah these like broader forces that are happening and what is that meaning in terms of like the like the representation like I, like that's like a, it seems like for you it's like oh yeah sure it's a no-brainer but i think that and this is me also just also thinking like an organizer where it's like those connections that feel very apparent are, are actually not always apparent. So we have to make them explicit because it's like, I don't think that that's hmm. always the case. Hmm. I guess you're right. I feel like I just assume, assume that people make certain connections. No, that's, like, a, that's not inherent. Like, it's kind of like what Barbara Smith said about black feminism, that in part it is a reaction, right, to the sure. the sexism in, in black rights movements and homophobia sure, 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 sure. and the, like, racism in, like, gender's rights movements. Um, but it's also about affirming our lives. Sure. And so and it may be even more so about affirming our lives than, like, a reaction mm-hmm. to these things. And that's how I take these moments that we're in, like... Um, like the the media pickup. I'm even thinking about the, on the music front. Like these aren't artists with major label cosigns behind them. Of course, these are independent queer women. Like no matter like how how you want to twist that queerness yeah. or whatever, you know, like doing it grassroots, right? Like for themselves, like right. you know, and and just being like, fuck it, I'm gonna do it for me. And like I don't like that. It's like the 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 push of trying to not trying to but like being the the larger um, so, socio historical political sure, sure, context sure. being like anti all this stuff. Yeah. When you when you make when you tell people don't like this, it's sort of like intriguing to what's so bad sure. about this, and it it also like gets people it animate it animates you mm-hmm. like all of that happened in the same year. Like now that I think about it. Like, Pulse happened that summer, mm-hmm. and then Donald Trump was elected mm-hmm. that November. Right. And and just, I mean, that, there it is then. Right. Then, like, damn, we, our community experienced, like, two really devastating things. Sure, sure, sure. And so, like, you know, two years post that, it's like, ain't nobody got us but, but us. Right. So, we have to do this. I guess the thing that I just wanted to add into all of this, naturally, is that... Um, I mean, I think that there's a fine line between, because 
I think that there is something specifically atrocious about the things that have been happening to our communities because I think that there's a way mm-hmm. at which you can end up into a sort of defeatism or nihilism and be like, well, this shit is already happening or it's always happened, but it's something I don't ever want to miss out on how acute you know, the things are right now. Right now, yeah. But I think the thing, like, for me, it's just not a coincidence. And I think that a big part of this is not a coincidence. I think so much of this has to do with Black Lives Matter. Because I feel mm. like the movement, um, it's not a coincidence mm. that this was a movement. I mean, you you nailed mm-hmm. it. Where you're talking, I mean, you invoke, you know, Barbara Smith and mm-hmm. you invoke black feminism. And it's like, that was, I think that that was one of... Um, the movements that not just by way of kind of like, it was like an explicit movement that was like, okay, we're going to take police brutality seriously, but like, I'm so black lives matter, but I'm also thinking about, um, God, I can't remember the, the uh, other group in Chicago was like black futures where they were specifically Mm -hmm. saying, of course we have to take police brutality and all these other state forms of state sanctioned violence seriously but we have to explicitly talk about how this is um, impacting trans women of color yes. we have to talk about how this stuff is explicitly mm-hmm. um, affecting uh, black women and I'm even even we talked about um, Netta earlier it's just not mm-hmm. a coincidence where it was Patrice Cullors, Alicia Alicia Garza and it's like there was something in the broad like Black Lives Matter is one of the groups that forced us to like think um, and talk about and incorporate like black queer people in a very meaningful yes. way and, in the broader yeah. um, consciousness. And like mm-hmm. I don't think that all of those things mm-hmm. are disconnected from the fact that we've had this zenith, arguably, of like black queer representation, um, representation mm-hmm. cinema, TV, and that kind yeah. of thing. Because it's like, th- so it's, I think that it's industry. So there are people in the industry that are like, okay, we need to take this kind of like, see, we need to, we you know, we want to be here. We mm-hmm. want to be creating and telling these stories but there was like a broader political movement that like pushed an opening right towards that and like there's a lot of debates on the left about you know quote unquote so-called identity politics and kind of how people water down because even hillary clinton i mean she's garbage i didn't vote for her fuck her mm-hmm. um it was like you know she says some little quip on twitter it's like we all lead intersectional lives and it's like that so she says that, and yeah. that's garbage, and that's obviously disgustingly opportunist, but it's mm-hmm. like, I think that there's something to be said about the fact that even if it's just co-opted in terms of the language, I think, like, even, I just see, like, Kimberly Crenshaw being printed mm-hmm. in places where she's never been printed right, before, right. and it's like, there's something that has happened where I think, mm-hmm. like, black feminists, in particular, but, like, black queer, queer feminists, feminists yeah. have been pushing certain things mm-hmm. into, like, um, like the consciousness and I mm-hmm. think that I, again I think that that pushed like a broader opening in society where it's like okay and if, and if nothing else capitalism is, it has no problem with like niches and markets so it's right. like okay like this, these are like viable markets you know and mm-hmm. that comes with its own set of yeah, problems like, yeah, but it's exactly. also it's like okay these are these are people worth um, politically but I mean also within yeah. the market worth taking seriously so let's create and cater or something to them. Because I'm because mm-hmm. when you were talking about my house, it was like, this is a world... So we've gone from Paris is burning to my house. Right. Right? And it's yeah. like... So, I mean, Jenny Livingston, mm-hmm. I mean, there Exploit- was so much controversy right, right. about the lack of meaningful, like, inclusion of mm-hmm. um, trans people of color behind the scenes. They didn't get any money from that. And then you, get, you go um, from that to, like, from what I understand, because I haven't seen it, you have, like, actual... 
um, oh no no no, I'm just confusing Pose. That's where Pose, yeah, has both. like the right. trans um, right. actresses and actors like mm-hmm. in the roles, and it's like that's also been like a conversation that has been like pushed within like the last few years. It's like oh, let's get trans people. Trans people need to be trans actors and mm-hmm. actresses need to be playing like mm-hmm. trans roles, and it's mm-hmm. like I guess that what I'm trying to get is that then there's been these broader right. pushes that made this. Like, yeah, it just didn't come out where somebody was in a room was like oh okay let's see let's, let's see, see what, what the, the black queers I was about are saying, the darky queers are up to yeah right? yeah yeah um exactly what you just said and i was just thinking about like how uh like like we move the culture too and um thinking of i guess kind of related to what i was saying about like what f- acceptance family and outlook looks like in like black and brown families but like also all these, like, loose ways that we have of being, like, gender fluid feel like they sort of spilled out into the sure. larger conversation, too. And um, I'm thinking about people like Princess Nokia and the way, like, mm-hmm. you know, she moves in and out of, like, sure, gender performance sure. and all that. Like, I don't know. It's just it's beautiful to see that. And I was also thinking about, like, yes, yes, Black Lives Matter because... Um, like, you know how there's this saying that, like, movements don't die. They just sort of, like, transform sure, and, like, sure, break sure. off into other stuff. And um, so it's almost like the daughters of the Kambahi River. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. It was just like, um, like, what would it mean to... It made us... It, it, it changed the way the 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 society had to think about liberation. Exactly, Because exactly. it's like... Um, no matter how much the mainstream media tries to like single it down to like like cisgender heterosexual presumably mm-hmm. heterosexual black men, this is a movement predominantly led by black women who identify as queer, right? And with like trans activists involved and sure, like centering sure, sure. them. Sure. So what does it look like to call for a liberation that that centers the most marginalized among us? So whether that be like un- undocumented trans women of color. You know, like, what would it mean for her to be, like, free in this country's context, you know? Exactly. So, yeah. Like, I was just thinking about when I went to the movement for Black Lives in Cleveland and just, like, how many, the amount of queer black and brown folks that were there. Right, And, like, those spaces just don't, they aren't possible without us. Right, 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 right. Not possible without us, but also not, again, not possible without an explicit invitation honoring and acknowledging of us mm-hmm. i think as well that that doesn't feel mm-hmm. coincidental because when we get free everybody gets free. sure exactly so if y'all want to like join in the conversation or maybe if people have like i don't know reflections two years after um pulse or like what <laughs> what representation we might have left out for queer women of color i'm always very aware of how like i'm i'm looking for the black dykes so <laughs> Always. I'm always like, where, where are we? Where are we? Are we there? Um, but yeah, so if y'all want to, you know, add to or react to this um, conversation, use the hashtag QueerWOC. And also check out our other episodes because this is like a loose one we just talked. Um, right. So check out our like full episodes of Queer Walk the Podcast. So Also, we're not done with Pride. So was it Unrelaxed Missy? If you want to send a thought and then bopping yeah. <laughs> photo of you at Pride. Yes. 
you can use the hashtag and we'll repost your thought and bopping photos will. from Pride. I'm going to wrap it up then. We out in all senses of the term. <laughs> we out and we out. <laughs> Bye, y'all.